Welcome back to Tay Learning. My name is Olivia. And I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> I'm dad. My name is Danny and we are your co-hosts. But why am I tired, Olivia? So, okay. We're going to date the recording session of this episode, right? I don't know why I'm so awake because I should be just as tired as Danny. So last night, the night before we're recording this, which we're recording this on Friday, August 4th, Taylor played her first show in L.A. And we have been walking Claudelia Street thinking she's going to do something special for L.A. And I mean, at this point that we're recording it, she still has five more nights. At the point that you're listening to it, she has one more night. Or maybe you listened not on Wednesday. How dare you? But, you know, here we are. So we were hoping for a 1989 Taylor's version announcement because we're clowning. Though... As of right now, when we're recording it, there have been two theories. The one theory is she will announce it like night one of L.A. and she'll announce it last night of L.A. And the thought process is, you know, first night, she always treats first night special. And then thought process for last night is the date is 8-9 and it's her 19th stop on the Eras tour. So 1989. I'm buying last night of tour, but we very well could um, have an out-of-day episode really fast if she yeah. does not. <laughs> there are a lot of like other random little reasons that people thought the 8-3 could be the one. And I wasn't buying any of these theories. And then things started to seem a little bit sus. Like Gracie Abrams and Haim both talking about 1989 in their sets. Haim does it every show, I guess. But messing up Haim seemed you know seemed sus they had the big bracelets and halfway through the show i texted olivia and i said i this is my hot take i don't think we're getting anything special because this is just going to be the perfect standard show for the heiress tour film which i do believe yeah. that they filmed last night but they also did when we were in glendale so i'm interested but in seeing how that cuts together they filmed more intensely last night night one of la they had like camera crew on the stage in all black walking around her yeah so like they were they were filming filming not just like getting shots for documentary like stop one glendale shot 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 like this is like tour movie type filming yeah like the way we see her in the reputation stadium tour like not turn to the audience but turn to yeah she was like cameraman and played her camera. hair in the camera yeah and she was on it last night too like every single move was so animated and so exaggerated and she's always on it right but you can tell when she's playing into that theater kid thing and last night she was yeah and could tell in her speeches because I've watched like her champagne problem speech several several nights and she has certain themes that she likes to tie into each one but like usually she'll like do something or say something like unique to that night or if it's not unique to that night it's only for another few nights like our night in Glendale night too she was like why do you guys say I hate Evermore I don't hate Evermore and gave <laughs> us like attitude about that or like if she's feeling like spicy like one day she'll just give some attitude and it felt like night one LA she hit all of her points that she hits every single time and my theory is that she wants that to be captured on video for potentially the, the tour movie yeah so, she didn't embellish on it at all she just said the yeah. new musical family members and 
uh, talking about how she wrote champagne problems during COVID and mm -hmm. about how cathartic it would be to sing that song with a crowd. And those are yeah. the things she says in every single show. But you're right. She usually adds something specific like this crowd, I'm not going to lie, is the jumpiest crowd I've ever seen. Y'all are moving up yeah. and down like crazy. None of that. Which I don't think is a bad thing. I mean, I understand wanting to have the ideal concert for the concert film. So, yeah. I'm excited we'll see. to see. You, but now yeah, we know what's wait. coming, which we knew. But, like, now we, like, no, no. I know. I can't wait for it. Like, I've been saying this ever since the beginning. Like, yeah, we've gone to several shows. Yeah, I watch the lives almost every night. But, like, seeing it in, like, professional film we'll catch things that we didn't catch before we'll get to see her facial expressions when like the camera uh like at the tour isn't like on her and we can't see her we can actually see her during anti-hero <laughs> and... i'm really really excited i'm excited but too. i wonder how long she's gonna make us wait for it and i don't think she's gonna partner with netflix again after Ginny and georgia had that anti-taylor swift yeah. and frankly sexist commentary she in their show up on disney plus yeah, she might do Disney Plus. My sister currently pays for the Disney Plus and she thought about getting rid of it. So now I have to be like, bitch, no, you're not getting rid of not Disney. Yet. Just in I, case. I bet we won't get it until like the very end of the tour, unfortunately. Like a year and a half. Yeah, because like why would she release it and like expect people to go still? Wouldn't you? I mean, yeah, but like not everyone thinks like that, right? You're pro okay, here's the thing. You're probably right. I'm just trying to manifest it, A. But B, <laughs> I think that the demand is enough that even if it does release, there will still be sold out stadiums. I just, I can't imagine her releasing a tour movie of her tour uh, that's know. still happening. Like, I know that you're right, okay? I'm just trying to manifest. <laughs> Once again, I know Olivia is correct. <laughs> struggling to come to terms with it i mean so yeah it's hard because at this moment like we're in august of 2023 in case you're listening from the future <laughs> this is august 2023 and uh her tour as of right now is scheduled to be over at the end of november 2024 it's still to be determined she's adding dates like crazy all the time so she very well could be adding more and there's a rumor that she's not done with her Canada dates that's just like her early stages things that she's confirmed like she's <laughs> done in the past for like the international dates even the U.S. dates. For frame of reference I hit you with something here the Eras tour does not end for a year and four months-ish. Mm-hmm. A year and four months ago, this podcast did not exist. Uh, Screaming, crying, throwing up. Uh, I hate that. I know, me too. That's a long time. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited that she's touring for that long, but I want the movie. <laughs> and I want it now. And I want it now. I saw it being filmed. Anyway, I hope she doesn't announce anything in LA until the last night. Because I I can't keep doing this. I, we work day jobs and I work yeah. a second job <laughs> I have limited free time and I'd like to, to cry it. on this podcast <laughs> I'm crying she no, stayed up crazy. until 1 30 a.m one time <laughs> you know what's funny is that I stay up till 1 30 a.m often and I have no trouble I think it's just because work is a lot lately I'm just fiending for a an announcement but I really would I like know. for it to wait to the last 
time. I will set an alarm and wake myself up before the surprise songs for the next few nights. But I got to get me some sleep. I open it, the serving job tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I guess I can do it Saturday night because I don't on Sunday. But <laughs> my workload will suffer. Yeah. And for those of you who happen to not know me, Olivia, I am in the Eastern time zone. Danny is in the central time zone. These shows are in Pacific time. So it it is very late for both of us. We have to stay up very late. <laughs> and I will say, like, I had to see the Nobody No Crime performance at least once. Check. I did it. I just need to listen to the lover speech, get a feel for what the night's going to be like, and then surprise songs. That's usually what I do anyway. I will say she didn't say tricks up my sleeve last night, which she usually says before she's about to do something nefarious. So my anticipation is that we will know when an announcement, if and when an announcement is coming, because she will hint at it in the lover speech. Yeah, that's that's what I think, too. That's kind of my rule of thumb. She very well could completely surprise us, but that's my general rule of thumb. Did you see all the reputation Easter eggs? that were coming out last night about how the screen was black and white when it's always in color and about which I don't really remember if I'm being honest it never stood out to me which screen the screen that has her faces on it before she comes on stage oh really it was black and white last night yeah I feel like I saw it and it looked like it was color I saw it on live stream well it changed to black and white before she came out and a delicate Taylor's version played in the summer I turned pretty in last night's episode yeah i saw that i'm telling you my i think 1989 taylor's version reputation taylor's version taylor swift taylor's version see that's what i think but what if she wants to get rep out of the way because of the joe alwyn thing but wouldn't it make more sense for her to wait longer to give more space with the joe alwyn thing Maybe, but could you imagine her dropping rep and then a few months later dropping some album that very obviously alludes to what happened between them? That'd be so spicy. But I mean, our theory anyway, right, is that she's going to release all Taylor's versions before TS11. It's true. Anyway, today we're talking about the I Can See You music video. (laughs) Olivia and I always are like, oh, this will be a short one. We won't tangent. That's never going to be true. But we're talking about the I Can See You music video, which I'll be candid I had a hard time getting into my research for it because I just feel like by the time this episode comes out, we'll know things. And in a similar ways, I felt to the Bejeweled video, Bejeweled gave so many Easter eggs. And then once Speak Now was announced, I feel like a lot of those Easter eggs came to fruition. And so it's mm-hmm. a beautiful music video, but we kind of moved on from it. And I feel like I can see you. Everyone was so excited. And then we very quickly moved on from it. And I think the mother is overfeeding us. And I'm not personally mad about it, mm-hmm. but we're always like, chomping at the bit for the next thing and i'm like can we marinate with the moment for just like a second and this isn't at other swifties this isn't me this isn't myself in the mirror yeah like we're all guilty of this (laughs) yeah we're we're all doing this and i get it and it's because she does this she's like i know i just gave you speak now here's a music video for it but the whole thing's covered in 1989 easter eggs and i'm like taylor the poor speak now girlies of the world are like can we have a minute it's kind of like whiplash, right? She was like radio silent during the Red Taylor's version era. We were like foaming at the mouth over one set of paparazzi pictures where she was like 
someone caught a glance of her and we, she we were like watching full um award shows expecting her to show up because there was a rumor and then she doesn't show up but we spent all night watching it live and now she's just like here you go here you go here you go here you go I'm out in public I'm out in public I'm out in public I'm out in public and it's it's a lot to take it at once a lot because she has talked about overexposure and about how if she overexposed herself too much for too long the public will turn against her and she's noticed that pattern and it's definitely sexist and it's wrong yeah but i think she's in this habit of giving us a lot of content so that when she does go dark for a year not dark dark not reputation dark when she does kind of go off the grid a little bit it's okay because she needs to have the public miss her again yeah the fandom though is so not tired of her she drops one tv and we're like where's the next <laughs> we've eaten our dinner mother <laughs> where's our dessert we've been very good little girls <laughs> so before we jump into analyzing the i can see you music video we're going to take a quick moment to talk about our sponsor and we'll see you back here Okie dokie. So Taylor Swift announced the I Can See You music video in Kansas City Nightline. We were there. We remember it all too well. You know, this night she told us that she had tricks up her sleeves during the lover speech, which is why we're so gung ho about if she doesn't allude to anything during the lover speech, we don't believe anything's going to happen. And she comes out for surprise songs and she's doing this little bit, right? Where she's like, oh, I'm just, I'm so tired. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go sit down real quick. And she sits down at her piano, which is not normal for surprise songs. She usually plays her guitar first and stands. And she's sitting down and she's just like chit-chatting. And she finally gets into it. She says, I think about a year and a half ago, I dreamed up this concept for a music video. So I wrote up the concept. I wrote up the treatment. I knew exactly how I want to shoot it, how I want to direct it. And I had a very, very specific cast in mind for this music video. And it was just all about how do we get these people who are doing movies all the time to be in this and have the time to do this. And so eventually schedules lined up. We shot a music video in Liverpool. I've always wanted, ever since I started re-recording my albums, I always wanted to tell a story visually that symbolically portrayed the ways that you guys have helped me get my music back. So I want to play a music video premiere tonight. Nobody has seen this at all. This is the world video premiere of the music video for I Can See You from Speak Now, my version. Please direct your attention to the big screen. Oh, I remember that moment so well because my heart fell out of my ass. Yeah, I was screaming in the stands. I'm like, <laughs> and it ended up being, I could see you. Yeah, which I wasn't mad about, but like, I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> it was, it was such a cool moment. And she sat down to watch it herself. Anyway, she was just as excited about it as we were. And that was evident. Something that changed. This is an out the gate Easter egg. And as always with our music video analysis, I'll be talking about the frames and kind of what happens. Olivia will be doing some breakdown. But as it opens, we see a white van and we see July 9th, 1.58 a.m. There was a change here. In the original video, it said 1.38 a.m. And we know 1.58 is a reference to Last Kiss as well as July 9th, reference to Last Kiss, which she performed in Casey Night 2. 
It was 138 and it changed to 158. And some people are like, was that a mistake? Was that a typo? Honestly, there's a good chance it is. But I like the theory that it changed from three to five because Speak Now is three and 1989 is five. And it was an Easter egg of what's coming next if people caught it before they changed it. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Did you see that Easter egg? No, I didn't. Oh, wow. (laughs) And for like those who are like, what are you talking about three and five? Speak Now is Taylor's third album. 1989 is her fifth album. So we, as Swifties, like to oftentimes treat her albums as numbers in like the order that they've released. So like TS3 is Speak Now. TS5 is 1989. So anything five were like 1989. Anything three were like Speak Now. Mm -hmm. And so on and so forth. Wow, I didn't know that. That's kind of crazy. I know. I didn't see the actual 138 myself. I saw the uproar. I was so overwhelmed when I was watching it. (laughs) I saw the uproar of people freaking out when it changed almost immediately. From my understanding, again, please correct us if we're wrong here because I didn't see it myself, but she changed it within a few minutes of the drop. But, you know, eagle-eyed fans are going to catch that, and she knows that. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So the door opens in this white van. We see Taylor's lips going, ah, 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 ah. And that shot, for me at least, really gives Look What You Made Me Do music video of the old Taylor can't come to the phone right now because it's almost the exact same shot of, like, her face, which I get, like, that's not, like, a new idea, right, of, like, a shot of just, like, done up lips singing to music, but it just, it feels, like, almost, like, on the nose. And do you see someone get out of the van? We know now that that person getting out of the van is Joey King, but we didn't know this at the time because face is covered. Yeah, and Joey King is in herself an Easter egg in this music video. She starred in the Mean music video during the original Speak Now era, so it's just kind of like full circle. And she's also like a major movie star, so it's yeah, interesting to watch yeah. her develop. We move into the inside of the van where we see Presley Cash typing out on a laptop and doing like the FBI van work that's sensationalized and Presley Cash. She's also in the mean music video during OG Speak Now era. And she's got three stars on her cheek, which TS3. Yep. Speak Now. Somebody did point out her lipstick is black, though, which is. Yeah. And I can't, like, tell if that's just, like, her style, like, Presley Cash's personal style or intentional as, like, a nod to reputation, right? And in this scene of Presley Cash typing in the van, there's a lot going on behind her. And as Swifties, you know, we've been kind of trained to, like, analyze everything that's going on. I think for the most part, all the lights in the background don't really mean much it's supposed to look like spy shit right but i think it's interesting that four screens are blue right and there are four of them they're like light blue light blue usually signifies 1989 in some type of way but like uh i don't know i can't like i don't have a theory behind it it's just it seems interesting to me and I'm sure this doesn't have much to do with anything, but there are four blue screens and below it, 12 black and white screens. 
and um, 412, April 12th is a Friday, which is traditionally when music is released, if it will be released. So that's just interesting. I'm not saying anything's going to happen, but it's just... Yeah, pin that down so that if it does happen, then we can say we called it first on tailoring. Yeah. I I don't have a solid theory. I just... That's suspicious. (laughs) Presley Cash in this video kind of looks like what we look like right now recording. Literally, like, hunched over. Hunched over, headset on. I tried to, like, get a good look at her rings to see if there's any clues given there, but her hands are moving too fast. So if anyone has caught anything with her rings, let us know. So the video moves on to Joey King's character. Again, we don't actually know it's Joey King at this point while watching it. Yeah, It's her walking through the hallways, and it keeps zooming in on Taylor's lips, singing the lyrics, uh, and Presley uh, Cash. Uh, uh, yeah, and Presley Cash watching Taylor's lips move like that from the van. There is a point where there is, like, some numbers like on the lights behind her that a lot of fans are trying to figure out what's going on with them they say 5 22 20 and I can't really make sense out of it I know later on in the music video the screen starts like counting down so I'm not sure exactly but like in this moment like it's not counting down it's 5 22 20 I don't know if it means anything. I don't know if it's just meant to like, you know, embellish the background, but it it could really be either one with a Taylor Swift music video. So Joey King's character is walking down the hall. There are cameras on her and she is very clearly on a mission. Those cameras are blinking. Don't know. I mean, cameras blink when they're recording, but they sit on that shot for half a second. Yep. (laughs) We get the official joey king reveal as she turns the corner to see a biometric scan to get into where she needs to go she tries typing in a code and it flashes at her signifying like she can't get in press the cash deeply shocked like i'm gonna help you get in from her little spy van it's very criminal minds and she uses a purple laser to open the door (laughs) something that i caught during this was when Joey King is like trying to put in a code on the keypad. It zaps her, right? And it's during the the lyric went to touch you now. Touch is when she gets zapped by purple electricity. Electric touch reference. question mark that is so good (laughs) that is so good that's definitely a nod to that what number does she press when she gets zapped can we tell three it looks like three the third one she does three on the first line and three on the third line and gets zapped interesting well they laser open with purple the door speaking (laughs) of purple We get a quick shot on the camera once again, and then we see Taylor for the first time in this music video, other than just her lips. And she is sitting in a dress from the Speak Now tour Mm -hmm. with her knee-high black boots. She really tried to curl her hair in that Speak Now way again, writing up her arm that says, I had the time of my life fighting dragons with you. Long live reference, obviously. Dragons with you. 
and there's a bunch of lines on the wall. And there is this trope that when people are in prison, they put lines on the wall for every day that they're there to count down their sentence. And that is a nod to that, obviously. But yeah. I also have seen theories that it's counting down to how many days from the day she drops her first album to the day she owns all of them. Now, there's no way to count all of those lines because you don't even see all of them in the shot. No. But yeah. there's a theory that for her own sake, she wrote out all the lines from the day she dropped debut to the day she owns debut. That's very Taylor Swift thing to do in my brain for her to like know that she wrote the proper number of lines, even if we can't like confirm in the video. I know some people are... Um, going around saying that they counted them all but they're not all in one shot and we don't know which shots of which walls we're seeing when so I I don't think there's a way to see how many exactly that there are but it definitely gives the impression that if we think about it right Taylor Swift's masters being locked up and not hers have started the day that she dropped them she never owned them she was always like counting down the days until she could own them again and hoped that she would get the opportunity to buy them and then didn't so now it's turned into this whole thing where she has to like break them out of the vault like metaphorically so it makes sense to me that there would be a countdown starting from the day that the album was dropped but we see her sitting down she's got her hands on her knees and she looks obviously distraught again a shot of presley cash looking longingly at her which i get it presley <laughs> Joey King kicks the door down, and now Taylor is laying down. <laughs> She's laying down. She puts her arm above her head. And this shot, yeah, this shot's the thumbnail for the music video. And I'm like, Taylor, your titties are out. <laughs> I'm not mad about it, but it is a, a sexy shot. And that's my commentary yeah, on that moment. Absolutely. And then we get Joey King once again. She walks in and she blows purple dust to reveal the purple lasers that she has to fight through to get to the other end. And I think about Joey King in the movie Bullet Train. And I'm like, Taylor watched Bullet Train. A great movie. Aaron Taylor Johnson. Brad Pitt. I'd watch it for just Aaron Taylor Johnson, frankly. But Joey <laughs> King's in it and she's a badass in it doing these flips and shit. So Taylor watched Bullet Train and was like, yeah, I'm going to put Joey in this music video for sure so funny and then this laser like hallway you know the typical spy laser hallway joey king has to like flip around the lasers and it's you know it's a trope but it's it's fun to watch this was teased as danny pointed out to me in person several weeks ago this was teased in the lyric video for i can see you when speak now taylor's version dropped we watched the lyric videos instead of listening on spotify and this laser hallway was the background for I Can See You. So it was an Easter egg for the music video that was releasing the next day. I don't know if I told you you this or Rebecca this at the time, but I knew something was up because that visual, I was like, I wonder where that's at. So I went on Twitter and I did some digging and that visual was in Liverpool. So I had a feeling that there might be a music video because we saw her recording in Liverpool back in like April. But I also yeah. was like, maybe they just were there and they recorded a clip that she liked that she used as the Spotify yeah. background. I didn't think a whole lot into it because I didn't think she'd release it as a single because it's kind of naughty. So I didn't think a whole lot of it. And then when it ended up being the music video, I was like, oh, I need to trust my instincts more. I know Taylor Swift. Yeah. It's just, it's hard when 85% of the time we're wrong. <laughs> 
we chatted about this at length with our Cornelia Street episode. And last night, not last night, last week or maybe the week before, I asked if you thought that Taylor was in a hell of her own making with her Easter eggs. Your answer was kind of, you know, like, yeah, not really. Like, she leans into it. And that's great. And that's true. I think that because we've become so comfortable with being wrong, it makes it easier on her. Because yeah. if people are wrong, it's just like, well, we kind of expected this. And if people are right, even if people are right and she didn't even know that they were right, like a coincidence happens. It's like, yeah, I planned that. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm smart. <laughs> <laughs> and she is. She's so incredibly intelligent. But there's no shot that a coincidence hasn't happened, that people think are an Easter egg. And she's like, that sure mm. works, huh? <laughs> yeah, that works, I guess. There's no shot. So Joey is flipping through this hallway. She's being very strategic about getting through these lasers. Although, just as a note, these lasers were not strategically well placed if they were trying to keep somebody out. <laughs> nope. She could just army crawl through them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Taylor is sitting and looking longingly at her walls that all have the numbers on them. And she's got a 13 on her hand. And is that black nail polish? Sure looks like it. Sure looks like it to me. What album represents black, Danny? Repuslation. Repuslation. And Taylor has said before, I love to like plant Easter eggs on nails or clothing. And she like, most notably in my memory of her doing this was during the Reputation era, painting her nails in pastel, hinting at lover coming. So it's a little sus that she has black nail polish. Joey continues flipping through the room and she gets to the end of it. We zoom in on that 13 hand and that black nail polish. And then Joey arrives at the end of the laser hallway. So in this room that Joey walks into, there's a bunch of glass boxes and inside of them are dressed mannequins. And all these mannequins are wearing different outfits from the original speak now era it's kind of giving he's got my past frozen behind glass from it's time to go which i think is pretty clever he's got my past frozen behind glass but i've got me but i do have a list here of the different speak now era dresses that we have identified as a swifty community we have the Speak Now Tour purple dress that she wears during Last Kiss. We have Speak Now Tour red dress that she wears during Better Than Revenge. We have the Speak Now Tour enchanted dress. The pink dress worn in the Speak Now photo shoot for the album booklet. The silver dress worn to the Time 100 Most Influential People Gala during the Speak Now era. The Speak Now Tour white dress that was worn in Europe and Asia during Love Story. The dress worn in the Mind music video. The Speak Now Tour haunted dress. The Speak Now Tour silver dress that was worn in Europe and Asia during Enchanted. Three different dresses from the Mean music video. The Speak Now Tour blue dress that she wore during Back to December. The gold dress that she wore at the 2011 AMAs. The Speak Now Last Kiss dress, but in blue that was worn in Europe and Asia. The Speak Now Tour Mean dress. The Speak Now Tour Love Story dress in the Speak Now Tour Love Story balcony that she performed in. The Speak Now Tour Long Live dress. The Speak Now Tour Green dress worn by Taylor's ex-bandmate, Caitlin Bird, during the performance of Mean. 
and <laughs> the orange dress that Taylor wore to the 2011 People's Choice Awards. Wow. Those are all that have been identified thus far. That is so many. Yeah. And they're all like specific. They're very specific. If I had a dollar for every time I just heard you say, speak now. Speak now, speak now, speak now. Speak now, speak now, speak now. <laughs> wow. I wonder where all these outfits are hiding before they get pulled into something like, like this. Museums across wherever, whoever can grab I, a dress that Taylor Swift wore and put it on display. Yeah, I guess. But in 2011, one that she wore to the People's Choice, whatever. I don't know if that would have stood out at the time. Yeah. I don't know. All the lights come on above the boxes that are holding all of these outfits. And then Joey's character, like Olivia said, looking emotional. But then she is alarmed because somebody jumps. Almost at a body falls. But that sounds like a horror movie. <laughs> somebody jumps. The body's hit the floor. A body hits the floor. She turns around and says, quiet. And it's Taylor Lautner. Love the Taylor Lautner episode. So good. And he's significant to the Speak Now era because they briefly had a romantic relationship during this era. He was an influential person in her life. He inspired Back to December. If you haven't listened to our The Muses episode about Taylor Lautner, highly recommend to go listen to it. And I was requested on Twitter. Somebody tweeted at me. Is it still tweeted if it's called X now? Somebody X'ed me. No. no. Somebody what? tweeted me and asked if we were going to do a The Muses from the Vault with Taylor Lautner like we did John Mayer a few weeks back. And the answer is yes. But you'll have of to wait. Of course. <laughs> it's just things are still continually happening with Taylor. So I think we have to wait until it dies down a little bit so we can give you like more of a full story. You know? Yeah, Got to let the dust, dust settle a little bit. Yeah. So they're staring together and looking at all of the boxes and we get a quick flash to Taylor who is walking past something that has a sheet over it. So we move on and Joey and Taylor are walking through looking at all of these outfits and they're pretty emotional. And then we see Joey stop Taylor in front of the outfit that she herself wore in the Mean Music video way back when. Yeah, and it's on display with a picture of Joey and Taylor that was taken during the Speak Now era. And she looks super emotional while looking at this outfit. Mm -hmm. We get a quick flash to Taylor, who is in her cell, and she's making a mark on the wall, as we were talking about with all those marks. And she kind of looks back over her shoulder like she can hear that somebody is there. While Joey is looking all emotional, it cuts back to them. She's looking emotional, staring at the dress. Taylor puts his hand on her shoulder as like a comfort moment, and she stares up at him, and it's really lovely. Then we get a shot of Taylor walking past the vault door, and that vault is so the look what you made me do vault. Twice. Oh. Oh, look what you made me do. Look what you made me do. Look what you just made me Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. And then that aforementioned sheet that's covering something starts to get peeled off the corner. And it's almost like when she was looking over her shoulder, like as if she could hear Joey and Taylor Lautner coming to save her, rescue her, break her out of the vault, however you want to put it. It's like she acknowledged like, oh, it's time to uncover. And then we shoot really quickly to Presley, who's still in the van, and Presley is alarmed because she can tell that somebody is coming. And a bunch of bad guys start running down the halls, presumably chasing after Taylor and Joey. There are five guards. Five guards chasing after them. That seems intentional. 
1989 question yeah. mark <laughs> and then we get the shot of the speak now tv cover inside the vault with taylor yes now this reveal is again awesome but because we already knew the cover imagine with me that the song had been performed like the night that it was supposed to come out and we hadn't heard i can see you yet and the cover hadn't been revealed like imagine if the cover stayed secret all the way up until this music video and all the way up until the actual drop of the album yeah i think that would have been a cool album like cover reveal but i mean it's important to note that speak now had kind of an unfortunate time because it was leaked the vault tracks were leaked the day before they came out the cover was supposedly going to be leaked which is when taylor announced it in the first place in nashville so i don't know i don't know how much of the rollout was pushed along by external sources so we move on and we've got the five guards and taylor lautner hits them with this case that he's holding and tries to knock them out and Then we shoot to Taylor, who's emotionally and distraughtly looking at the Speak Now TV cover from inside the cell. And Taylor Lautner starting to fight these guards gives two things. You're either one of two people that thought of one of these things. I I haven't talked to someone yet that thought both of these things immediately. Like, so for me personally, my very first thought is, wow, this is a reference to Taylor Lautner's SNL skit that he did when he was dating Taylor after Kanye West interrupted Taylor at the VMAs back in 2009. And in his SNL skit, he basically like does a lot of like flips and like things to attack uh, this Kanye West cutout in the name of Taylor Swift's honor. And it's like super dramatic. He was writing the hype of like, being Jacob Black and you know had just recently had to work out a lot to get all these muscles he was showing off right mm-hmm. that was my very first thought other people's first thoughts are this is a shark boy reference and because he like twirls the staff like he did in shark boy so I feel like it's definitely a nod to both it's a nod to both but like As Taylor noted, Taylor Swift noted, Taylor Lautner does all of his own stunts for this. And he's always done that, even when he was a preteen in Sharkboy and Lava Girl. I think he just has the same skill set. So I think it's more likely a nod to the SNL skit. He just happened to learn those tricks that he used during the SNL skit during his time as Sharkboy. Yeah. (laughs) While he's fighting them, Joey goes and grabs the mean banjo and picks it up to fight them, then uses it to hit people while he's doing his Shark Boy-esque stuff. They both look really badass, frankly. It kind of gives a little bit of Bad Blood um, music video vibes as well, just the fighting. I don't know. Like, I mean, you know, a scene like this can be used multiple times, right? But it just kind of gives that vibe a little bit. I just love action sequences so much. It makes me wish that I knew how to do anything they're doing. I think the only cool thing that I vaguely know how to do is knife throwing. And I don't have any knife or knives to throw anymore. So that's it. That is <laughs> anymore. The, that is the only thing I can contribute to the conversation. Um, <laughs> they look really cool is what I'm getting at. And I want to be cast in a music video where I can look this cool. <laughs> Taylor Swift. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> We're no Joey King, but we'll try our best. <laughs> We shoot to Taylor sitting 
back against the vault that's holding her in and she bounces what seems to be a bouncy ball on the ground while she's bored and waiting to be rescued. They they hold on this shot of Joey and Taylor Lautner standing back to back and like deep breathing after the fight. And it's not a quick moment. It's like two or three seconds of the camera panning around them. So it makes me think it's a nod to something. I don't know what though. Taylor and Joey... Taylor Lautner, I feel like I have to clarify every single time, (laughs) enter the area where the vault is at and they look at each other and they look at the vault and they have to descend this staircase to get down to it. They get to the vault and they listen in and bang and Taylor Swift is on the other side yelling and banging and trying to get out. I like that this part of the song is where she says the lyric, you can see me as a secret mission. And when she's screaming, it's the (laughs) part of the song. (laughs) we get to taylor lautner opening up that silver case and presley cash her like eyes light up and she's watching and i lingered on this a little bit to see if there was anything i was missing in the background since the camera sits there for a second but i didn't catch anything yeah the only thing i caught is that there's three bombs to really speak now they put those purple bombs all three of them around the vault to blow it up the sequence is so cool it's a very cool sequence, but I don't think it's littered with Easter eggs necessarily, but I could be wrong. No. Joey King lights up the flamethrower, the, the blowtorch. And in the moment when she lights it, she's reenacting the Midnight's album cover. That is so funny. Isn't that so cool? I would <laughs> I have know that never one. thought about that. Yeah, like look at it, like pause it. She's like smiling down at it. It's the same exact angle. Wow. Well, then she's on top of the vault using the blowtorch to get into the vault. I would love to see the sequence of how the hell she got up there, but it's fine. Right. And then it blows. The vault blows and Taylor emerges. Notably, the color flashing in the background is like a light blue, but it could be argued that it's debut green. I buy that it is a light blue that is still remaining in the vault. Anything to support the fact that we're gonna get 1989 TV nights because I'm not gonna accept anything else. <laughs> not to be annoying. <laughs> what if it is rep though? I would be shocked. I would be shocked too. I mean, I'd be excited, of course, but I'd be shocked. Taylor walks out and it's just insane how she looks so similar to her old self and yet so different. People yeah. love to say, especially with women, they love to say like, oh, she's not aging. And I wish people wouldn't say that because it gives, you know, another negative connotation to aging. Mm -hmm. And I don't love that, especially when it comes to women. You can tell here very clearly, Taylor Swift has aged, but she looks so similar and also so different than she did 13 years ago. And I think it's a beautiful shot. It's almost like she was captured in the vault, right? Like that. I mean, this is the whole thing point of the video is like this version of herself was trapped in the vault aging still in the vault although like kind of stuck in the era and she comes out and she looks at taylor and joey all excitedly and smiles and then they begin to run through the room with all of the outfits behind the glass cases and she's got in her hand the speak now tv cover frame that we talked about yeah and this part i think 
is starting to get where it's like really sentimental and significant. There's a lot of like really fast paced action. There's, I feel like a lot of Easter eggs, like in the beginning half of this video, and then a lot of fast action. And then I feel like this is where the whole metaphor comes together. So like her running out of the vault, holding that portrait of the Speak Now TV cover, while her past encasings of her original Speak Now outfits are exploding behind her. It's almost like in order to rescue her version and to, to own her music and get it out of the vault and away from the people that have been keeping it from her, she has to destroy essentially the past era. Because in order for her re-recordings to be successful, sentimentally successful, it's just owning it, right? But in order for it to be like successful and like the fans support it and people recognize her versions rather than her original versions she has to dismantle everything that she achieved with those first versions and blow them out of the water with the taylor's version she has to improve on them to a point where people prefer to listen to them rather than the old ones get the streams on her version instead of continuing to build the legacy that she established the first time that she released them it's like bittersweet right She's owning them, but also having to destroy her past work. It's heartbreaking. And I think that that was like the idea when she said that a year and a half, she'd come up with this concept of how to represent the fans supporting her. But I feel like a lot of it for her was very probably about the visualization of blowing up her past work. Yeah, because that's essentially what she has to do. And she's running through the hall and... We shoot to Presley, who is opening up the van door, but also while getting ready to open the van door, the entire place does explode. So while we were seeing those glass casings of her outfits exploding and the glass shattering, we actually see the entire inside of this building blow to hell. And then they all start to pile in the van and Taylor hesitates and looks back and like the look on her face, like it's heartbreaking. (laughs) That's the most emotional part of the entire music video for me is that looking back and the devastation of watching it all blow and Joey and Taylor Lautner are yelling at her like what are you doing get in the van but you know she just lost a piece of her life's work and that's the metaphor right is that exactly like Olivia explained the entire point is in order for this to matter she's got to fully let go of years of legacy that she'd build yeah she has to take away from the legacy that's still like building right like if she owned her works we could just stream the originals and continue to add the records that have been broken with that one and to break even more records but like she has to devalue her originals i hope that one day when she does own them again because eventually they will only be worth something to her monetarily i hope that one day when she owns her own work again hopefully she does she makes a music video that is like a part two to this where she's putting back together broken pieces. That would be so cool. Well, the van drives off and this Easter egg that people pretty much caught immediately, the biggest Easter egg, people caught this out the gate when the van is driving away and driving under the bridge, the sign on the bridge says TS 89 TV. That's not an accident. That's not five guards just being five guards. That's very clearly an easter egg i like to think it's because they're driving to 1989 tv next yeah they gotta go save it pull (laughs) it from the vault 
I would like to see kind of an extension of this music video where they get all the tailors rescued from the vaults helping. That would be so cool. Maybe to break out like debut at the end. <gasps> oh my God, Taylor, listen <laughs> close. Listen close. This is gold. It makes me want to cry. <laughs> They're also driving on the left side of the road and that's not important, but it is Liverpool. So I think that that's fun. Yeah. And the credits at the end, they say uh, written and directed by Taylor Swift and then starring Joey King, Presley Cash, Taylor Lautner. And I'm like, also you. Like, I know that that's implied, but also you, right? <laughs> that's I can see you. Yeah. This was a nice, like, music video to break down for us because I feel like we've tackled big, hefty ones in the past. We've we've done All Too Well short film, which was a lot. We did Bejeweled, which was jam-packed. It was kind of nice to do one where we just, it, it felt like a lot less was there. Not not that, like, that makes I Can See You less, you know, significant compared to the other ones. But it was it was just nice. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I'm <laughs> with you. The All Too Well short film episode, we released that, I think, like, last September. And at the time, it was our longest episode by minute. Now I'm pretty sure it's Calvin Harris. Yeah. But at the time, that was the case. And then the Bejeweled music video, I remember my sister Bree telling me, you might need to split that into two parts. It's so hefty. And we just kind of kept very on track for that one and tried not to get sidetracked or have any tangents because we knew that if we did, it would be way too long. And so for this one, we actually get to have a little bit more of a free-flowing chat. And, you know, it has a lot of Easter eggs in it, but I think people watched that video and they were expecting it to be just jam-packed. When I think that the biggest Easter egg is just a glimpse into her mind of what it felt like to lose her originals and make a TV. Yeah. And that's my biggest takeaway of this music video too. And I think it's very, very special because of that. What did you learn this week? I learned that the timestamp in the beginning was 138 and it was changed to 158. I didn't know that. Again, I didn't see it with my own eyes. I am just going off of what our fellow Swifties said online. Yeah, I didn't even know that that was a topic of conversation. I don't know where I've been. This one I haven't mentioned yet on the episode, but I did to learn it. Somebody on TikTok made an edit of clips from this music video to the It's Time to Go bridge, reading 15 years, 15 million tears, begging till my knees bled. I gave it my all. He gave me nothing at all, then wondered why I left. Now he sits on his throne in his palace of bones, praying to his greed. He's got my past frozen behind glass, but I've got me. And we talked about that it's time to go bridge very briefly early in the episode about past being frozen behind glass. Mm -hmm. But somebody was able to cut together clips from this song with clips from the music video and they all lined up perfectly so it's just interesting that it's time to go that bridge that build up right there I guess that's not the bridge but that verse right there lining up perfectly with this music video and giving us a fun visualization an action-packed visualization of how she felt when she wrote those lyrics I love Taylor Swift (laughs) me too this is our season two finale I know. I was just about to think you're not going to ask me what we're talking about next week. <laughs> I was I was literally going to say, what are we talking about next week? And then I remembered. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, for those of you who are new here and have made it this far, this is the end of our season two. 
Um, we are going to take a month or two off depending on how we're feeling. So definitely keep up to date with us. Follow us on all of our social media platforms at Tailoring Podcast on TikTok and Instagram. We'll be announcing like when we decide on a date to come back and everything so that you guys can stay in the loop and just so you guys can stay in touch with us. We're going to try to be very active over on our social medias during this break to keep connecting with you guys while we plan for next season. Also, I haven't mentioned this to Olivia yet. What? I think that it would be a lot of fun if we polled our listeners on what our color should be for our logo next season. Oh, that would be so fun. Because if you've been around, you know that we change our logo from season to season. Season one was purple. Season two is red. And we don't know what we're going to do for season three yet. I haven't made the logo. So if you have any suggestions, we'll leave it in the Spotify response on this episode but tell us the color that you want our background to be for our logo and give us a reason why you want it to be that color we want it to we want to be like you know taylor swift level meaning behind things so give us your best your best reasonings as well as following us on social media, you are more than welcome to email us any of your thoughts, feelings, suggestions. We're still compiling the best misheard lyrics for an episode next season. Um, our email address is taylearningpodcasts at gmail.com. We've been really, really enjoying the emails we've been getting from you guys. We'll work on replying to everybody during our break. And go ahead and use that email to send us suggestions for episodes too. Again, y'all tag us and stuff on Instagram and TikTok and we try to file that away, but it's a lot more difficult to do than emails. So if you have somebody you think would be a good guest, something you want us to talk about, something you want us to break down explicitly, send us an email. We would love to add it to the docket if we can. And also share us with your friends. It's especially vital during the time when we're not producing new content every week to keep the podcast growing. We'd love it if you'd share it with people and you get to talk about it with those people and leave us a review wherever you listen. Absolutely. And important note, while we are on break, if something important happens, we're not going to be radio silent. You might find us back here strong emphasis on the might and you will see us on social media accounts so be sure to follow there because we're not an update account but we do provide updates just by nature yeah like if you know she happens to announce the 1989 taylor's version uh, we'll definitely definitely (laughs) be making like an emergency thoughts and feelings episode and it, it won't be like our normal episode links but you'll definitely get a little bit reaction out of us why am I so sad I don't know season two has been so pivotal so thank you Olivia for doing this with me thank you Danny for doing this with me and (laughs) thank you Tay listeners for sticking around when when season two started we had like I don't know maybe a tenth of the listeners regularly that we have now we have just grown so exponentially and a lot of that isn't thanks to taylor swift for producing this amazing content and going on this tour and helping our love for her grow so much and everyone else grow so everyone else's love for her grow so much but it's mostly because y'all just are sharing it and love to be a part of the tailoring family and break down stuff with us and sending us your thoughts and we get to talk about them and it just makes it all so 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 special so thank you so much for sticking around and we are so excited to continue doing this and seeing you when we're in season three yes it's not goodbye forever it's goodbye for now we'll definitely be back soon keep your eye out that is what i will tell you keep your eye out still check up on us you never know when we're gonna miss it a lot 
and want to come back. <laughs> right. <laughs> Do random episode because we miss it. Oh, well, for this week, my name is Danny. Wait, I have to say it again. Oh. For this season, <laughs> my name is Danny. And I'm Olivia. <laughs> Bye. Bye. See you later. <laughs> show ends on a Wednesday right yeah okay it feels really intentional a re-1989 but b I was thinking (laughs) begin again on a Wednesday in LA (laughs) I watched it and And... (laughs) that's so bad (laughs) bad. I don't write Taylor Swift songs on a Wednesday in LA I watched it and and